Yes, you are listening to Law and Gospel on this last day of May, the 31st in the year of our Lord, 2018. And it just so happens to be a rumination Thursday. And I know a lot of you are looking forward to hearing from uh, Wes Reimnitz in uh, Springfield, Illinois. But today we have Wes Reimnitz from Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> oh, you finally caught up with the... <laughs> Yeah, I think I made a mistake yesterday. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> I, I I think Illinois. <laughs> That's right. And you are in the studio today. That's right. Well, I thought you were just keeping me on my toes there. Yes, see if you can catch every mistake. Uh, my wife caught one I did yesterday. Those wonderful Bible studies Jesus had with the two disciples on the road to Damascus. Damascus. No, it was Paul who got blind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul who got blind. Very good. That's right. That was a road to Damascus. Yes. Uh, well, there was a Bible study there, too. Thank you for getting me out of that problem. <laughs> okay, we're going to have a test for you right now. I'm going to say some statements and... Pastor Reimnitz is going to say some statements, and then at the end, you are to tell which ones are from the Bible. Let me begin. You are of your father, the devil. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a rash, harsh word stirs up anger. Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. Mm. Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. He who hates me hates my father also. Mm. Oh, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Mm. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Woe to you. Hypocrites, because you travel about on sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. Now, you need to make a decision. <laughs> uh, which one of us were saying words from the scripture? And the answer is, and I'm going to ask Pastor Reimnitz, which one of us were quoting the scripture? We both were. All, all of them were from the scripture. Every word was from the scripture. The ones I read were actually the words of Jesus. Uh, the ones you read were a number of passages from, some of them from the Old Testament, Correct. Yeah, the Psalms, the Old Testament. There was one from Matthew. Yes. But mainly Proverbs and Psalms. Why are we doing this today? Because Pastor Reimnitz and I are a little sick and tired of people providing a picture of Jesus that is not biblical. And the one that we uh, both uh, looked at in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, they have a kind of a religious section. I don't know why they call it. I guess it could be religious because oftentimes it's not Christian. Well, actually, they call it faith perspectives. Oh, faith perspectives. But then it should be Christian because anything that's not of a truly faith perspective isn't Christian. So right. these should be non-faith perspectives. You remember what Dr. Smith said a few years back. Smith? Schmidt. Oh, Schmidt, Wayne Schmidt, yes. What did he say? Alvin Schmidt, when he said, uh, when it comes to faith, it only re talks about the believer. It never talks about the unbeliever. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, Alvin Schmidt, Schmidt yes, yeah. uh, the one who writes some good books on uh, the Muslim faith, etc., or the Muslim religion. Religion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just wondered if you're going to catch me. <laughs> what happened on this religion and perspective page, or whatever it's called? There was an article by a woman, Anita Anton, and she was really upset over all the terrible speech she's hearing. In fact, she has a, a quotation there, if you would read it. Well, she says, instead of hate, name-calling, and vi viciousness that is spewed daily forth by those in power, everyone needs to stop and think before they speak, before they write, before they hurt. So this obviously is a criticism against Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, it has to be because, you know, he called the Pharisees. Their father was the devil. He said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He said to the people, if you hate me, you hate my father also. And he said, uh, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. And then he talks about the missionary activity of the scribes and Pharisees, that when they make a proselyte, they make him twice the son of hell as they themselves so, are. And he went on to call them blind guides, hypocrites, oh, fools, blind men. So how do we resolve what appears to be an apparent contradiction in the Bible? And on the one hand, we're supposed to really be talking nice to one another. And here is Jesus just saying things that are really quite vicious. In fact, to such a point that the people to whom he was talking decided to crucify him. Well, as she called it, the comfort teachings of Jesus. Jesus as a, as a teacher. And he's more than that, isn't he? Is he not? He's he he is the savior. His salvation really it, it centers on on uh, salvation more than it does. On Excellent. Yes, Jesus has come. He himself says that he's come to institute the kingdom of God on earth. And what's the kingdom of God on earth? The church. The church. And the church is where true believers, right. true believers. Trust the word of God. And if you're not a true believer, you're in trouble. I mean, there are so many passages that I, I don't know what Anita's going to do because it certainly doesn't sound like a nice Jesus. Tell us a little bit about that one parable about the sheep and the goats. What does he say about the goats? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he separates them and sends them to hell. That's right. Uh, because they did not do certain things. Now, they may have even done them, like visit people in prison or give drink to the thirsty, but they did it out of self-interest. The middle of sin is I. The middle of sin is I. The middle of pride, pride is, is I. I. Yeah. Exactly. I was watching television last night. You know, they got this big spelling deal coming up. Oh, spelling bee, yeah. Right, and they were talking about words that the Internet asks um, how to spell them. And the word that most people in Illinois ask the Internet to spell is the word beautiful, which I found interesting. Really? Uh, and then there were some other states. But the one that was most asked to spell was supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> the Mary Poppins one. <laughs> it's, it's really worth knowing, isn't it? Well, yes. Yeah, I'll often say the middle of sin is I, the middle of pride is I. And what's the middle of that supercalifragilistic? Probably I. Uh, no, there is no middle. Oh, there is no middle. You know why? Why is that? 
It's an even number of letters. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I traveled all this way. Just to find that out. Just to find that out. Don't worry. We're rewarding you because Steak and Shake with Mark Smith is coming up. Well, we're having a, a KFUO Law Gospel. Yeah, uh, this is going to be the Easter celebration. Yeah, we, we missed it. In because, Pentecost. Okay. Yes, or Pentecost. Very good. <laughs> Getting back to the subject, though. We need to find out why Jesus doesn't appear to be following the advice that of the verses that you were talking about. And you did hit on it because Jesus has a goal of bringing salvation. And salvation is brought by the teaching of the two main doctrines in the Bible, which are... Law and gospel. Yes, law and gospel. Now, I would say all the Bible verses you were reading are quite appropriate when you and I would be counseling, say, a marriage couple that's mm. trying to, you know, try and get a divorce, or uh, children that are angry with their parents, or employees uh, that are not being treated pl- properly by their employers. Well, would you not consider those verses to be appropriate in those situations? Oh, yeah. In fact, you know... And one parish I served, a couple of farmers were fighting over boundaries. I said, go home and read Proverbs. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm in the situation right now where um, um, the boundary is such that it encroaches on somebody else's property that they're using for farming. And so we're trying to come to an agreement as to uh, who should own that part of the property. That, that's not a problem. But it can be done without going to court or oh, suing sure. or this kind of thing. Uh, you can make a monetary exchange or something along that lines. But there's no doubt that much of Psalms and Proverbs, when they're talking about how we should behave one to another, I, I think it can be capsulized with the word love. Love. Now... That's the summary of all the commandments. Therefore... When Jesus says to Peter, get thee behind Satan, would we consider that a word of love? Well, of course we would. Why? Because he's disciplining uh, Peter. He's telling Peter, he said, wait a minute, you got your mind set somewhere else. Yes. In fact, that's a good point. A lot of people forget about that. Uh, Right after he says, get behind me, Satan, here's what he says to Peter. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but man's interests. That is the summary of the difference between an unbeliever and a believer. An unbeliever may do a lot of what appear to be good works, but he is always doing it out of his own self-interest in comparison to do it in God's interests. So... What Jesus is doing here, you can hardly preach the law without somebody getting angry at you. Ooh. Well, and one of them you read, it talks about how the world persecutes the, the, the Christian. Yes. And you talked about it yesterday in your lesson from Second Corinthians 4. You talked about how people are perplexed, sometimes even for taking the gospel out there. Yes. Yeah. Um... The reason the gospel isn't believed, I think, is because the law isn't believed. 
See, the purpose of preaching the law, and this is where every other religion in the world is wrong, is not to give you a path to heaven. If you do these things, then you will accomplish salvation. Uh, You've said it a number of times about uh, the law says, here's what you must do. The gospel says... It is done. It is done. Only Christianity teaches that. No, nobody else does. And, and therefore, when people think that they have to do it, and then they hear the law, and the purpose of the law is not to give them information about what they are to do to be saved, but to reveal to them that there's nothing they can do to be saved. Right. Do you think... And when she's writing this, she's trying to do an introduction to Jesus. I I didn't catch that, but I've heard that others could think that. Now, somebody once told me, when you read a letter and you really want to know what the letter is about, don't go to the first paragraph. Go to the last. Go to the last That's why the we read that one on instead of hate, name calling and viciousness. That's what she's against. And I'm sure in her mind, she wouldn't like maybe somebody like Donald Trump or maybe some of the Democrats are saying or this kind of thing, uh, because there's real hypocrisy here. You heard about Roseanne Barr? Oh, yeah. She got fired because she made a, a, a statement that they felt was inappropriate. Right. But then when they make statements about Trump, uh, that he's a right wing conspirator or anything like that, nobody gets fired. Well, how about Harvey Weinstein? Yes, uh, with his fooling around with women. and mm-hmm. but His excuse was, was that the way it was in those days? Yeah, <laughs> but not a lot was made out of the fact that uh, who he supported. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, right. The, the thing that bugs me about that is what was wrong with these women that they wouldn't tell somebody? I mm. mean, they had more self-interest for their job than for uh, their reputation. How do you say I, that? I don't know. Yeah, don't know. it was just, yeah, that's why a, a lot of people say a divorce is often two people at fault. Two people. Yeah, sometimes. You know, it's not just the fault of the husband, not just the fault of the wife. It can be both sometimes. Sometimes it's three. What's the third? <laughs> oh, I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had any experience in that area. <laughs> We're not saying that we want to provide a picture of Jesus that he was uh, cruel, but he definitely was to those who did not understand the law. Well, he gave the law is what he That's was right. Him. And in giving the law, what the purpose of giving the law is, is to make somebody afraid of God. That's right. And most religions don't understand that at all. No, they're looking to that kind, warm, fuzzy up there. Yeah, that Santa Claus up there. That's right. And and therefore, I can understand when you read something from this uh, Roman Catholic woman, Anita Anton, that we need to be really kind and everything. And then here's the church, and her church comes out against homosexual activity and pedophilia and abortion and this kind of thing. And the youth turn away from the church because that's not being nice. That's not being loving. That's not being tolerant. Wouldn't you call that 
being a PC, politically correct type system. Yes. Um, I think the Lutheran Witness had an excellent article Mm. in this issue about how things have changed over the past 20 years. 20 years ago, there were people considered two kinds of kingdoms on earth, the political kingdom and then the spiritual kingdom. And they got a lot of their morality from the spiritual kingdom. Well, today, with the advent of evolution, where God is no longer needed, and people are making up their own morality, and they they are just like Eve in the Garden of Eden. They want to become God. God. Yeah, I believe there was a Bible study last few days from KFU that was, the guy was talking about that too, the, the, the need to bring spiritual back into into our language yes and the way to do that is by bringing up children properly right uh that was another good article they had about how important it is to bring children up in the nurture and admonition of the lord one of the interesting articles i read a lot of things i did not know about parochial schools that first of all, the Germans left the old country because they were fed up with what was being taught to their children in the public schools. Yeah, that kind of surprised me too when I read that. You know when our family came over from Germany? No. It was in the 1800s, and uh, interestingly enough, their Lutheran pastor back there said, when you get to America, hunt up these uh, Missouri people. Yes, they're, they're a pretty good bunch of confessionalists. Well, there was hardly a church that began uh, the first few hundred churches. Every one of them had a parochial school. Mm, yes. Every one of them had one. And, of course, some of them were burned down during the uh, wars against uh, Germany. Here in the United States, they were burned down. And, in fact, the Supreme Court had ruled that a individual who was teaching German in the schools wasn't allowed to do so. Now, fortunately, they reversed that later on, but uh, that was a ruling by the Supreme Court. So that's how dangerous it was to have parochial schools uh, back in in those days. It wasn't that the parochial schools were destroyed because of the theology, but because they were speaking German. German, Isn't that interesting? And um, my own home congregation, St. Paul de Pair, is tearing down their school but they're replacing it with a $7 million school. Wow. And they're looking towards the future because I think that once these public schools start talking about the good things about homosexuality and gay marriage and all this, who would want their children to be in such a environment? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a, a, a time of growth of parochial schools. Yes, I think so, too. I think we're going to be really uh, having an opportunity. In fact, the article was quite interesting about the only two denominations really left with parochial schools. Many of them had them. Are uh, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and Roman Catholic. Catholic. Yep, I've read that, too. I found that quite interesting. The others have kind of closed them down. Yeah, exactly. So there, There are, though, a few what you call... Interdenominational type schools. Yes. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no doubt that even in St. Louis, there are some schools that have somewhat of a religious background, like some of the hospitals have. Right. You know, a Roman Catholic hospital. We have a Lutheran hospital. And that, therefore, uh, when you go to it, you'll see a, a cross on the wall or something like that uh, to the hospitals. But also here uh, with the schools where they attempt to give a, uh, a proper understanding uh, of God's view. 
But we're living in a society right now where the law is not being heard properly. And then when you get people like Anita writing about a Jesus who is always kind and such, and and this is all the verses that we read, the law needs to be strong so that people understand that they are unable to save themselves. That's the purpose. It's a loving purpose. It's it's kind of like going to somebody who hasn't, you know, sometimes this happens. I don't know if it happened in your, uh, in any of your situations where a husband or wife dies and the other spouse just doesn't eat or drink. Drink, yes. And you go to them and say, no, you need to keep eating and drinking and you'll have people come in to help them eat or this sort of thing. Now, they don't want to, but it's a loving thing to do that. But that's, you know, you talked about the one half, the law, but the other half has got to be also presented, too, is the gospel. Yes, but that can only be presented, remember Jesus says, don't throw pearls Pearls. to the swine, that when a person comes to realize, okay, yes, I am a sinner, I'm in need of a Savior, what do I have to do to get that Savior? Guess what? What's the answer to that? What do I have to do? Nothing. <laughs> now believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. saved. Yep. Yeah, that's something that people just don't understand. And that's what's called the means of grace. Yep. And somehow the Holy Spirit takes those words and creates faith in them. It's a miracle. Yeah, it's absolutely a miracle because it's a fulfillment of what David said in Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. And that's called the new man in us. That's Jesus. And it's not that the old man is totally eliminated. We only need to look at Romans 7 to see that. That Paul says, the things I want to do, I'm unable to do. And the things I want to stop from doing, I'm still doing. Who's going to deliver me? And, of course, the answer is the death of Jesus Christ. Christ, This is a a message that is really hard. In fact, it's impossible for an unbeliever ever to understand until the Holy Spirit gives him faith. That's why those teachings aren't going to make any, it's not going to, how do you say, put a dent in in their thinking. No, no, no. You, You can't argue an unbeliever into faith. There's no amount of reason... Uh, there's no uh, evidence that you can give them to say, hey, well, yeah, maybe I ought to rethink this or something like that, because that rethinking is impossible to occur until the law and gospel has done its work. Right. That's the only means of grace. So we would say the comfort teachings of Jesus starts with Genesis, ends with Revelation? Yes. It's a comfort all the way through. It's kind of like when you go to the hospital and um, maybe you just have a, a regular test and then they discover something you were unaware of. It's not good news to understand, mm. to discuss, but it is good news when they say, well, here's the treatment. And that's where the law is never good news, but the gospel is always the treatment. Mm. That's the way I like looking at it. Cut it out and treat it. Yeah, it's like a physician. Uh, on the one hand, you have to say, here's what's wrong with you. And on the other hand, well, here's the possibilities of what we can do to make it better. 
And um, boy, that's really, really good news. Yeah, uh, last Sunday in Bible class, I was um, comparing pastors to physicians. Mm -hmm. And I said, most pastors are, you know, your main physician you go see, but he's unable to do like uh, replace your liver or replace your heart or things like that. Then you go to a a surgeon who's trained in that area. And similarly, uh, professors have a higher level of understanding than most pastors. And that's why pastors need to be taking courses at the seminary, reading books Books, that these professors do, and if at all possible, both our seminaries, uh, both the Fort Wayne and the St. Louis, have courses that pastors can go to during the summer. Well, it was... I did the Athanasian Creed. I, this pastor gave me all his proof texts that he had. You well, know. who would do that? Uh, some guy called Tom Baker. Yes. You know, and it was interesting. We went through it in Bible class, and somebody came up afterwards. He says, I'm just amazed at what you and and Tom Baker and pastors out there really got to know. Well, I got in trouble. A whole bunch of people asked for it, and I sent it. But one lady said, would you also please send the ones you've done on the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed? (laughs) (laughs) So i got to look those up now and get them to her. Tomorrow, we're going to have Open Mic Friday. Ask any theological question on your mind. And thank you, Wes, for being with us. God bless. Thank you. At 9.30 on Worldwide KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.